0: When we were talking about those various states like Western Australia, South Australia, ACT, NT and Tas, that was largely around those deed scenarios, so those exceptions as well. They all have ETAs. They all accept electronic signatures for general agreements and contract.
1: You're listening to Australia's podcast for accountants. Tax Talks, the podcast to grow your firm.
2: Welcome to episode 392 of Text Talks. This is Heido Robson and thank you to DocuSign for sponsoring this episode. In this episode, let's go back to our mini-series about electronic signatures. We started in episode 386 when we discussed the system of agreement. Any signature sits in. No signature floats all by itself in space. Any signature sits within a system. And we call that system the system of agreement. So that's what we covered in episode 386. Today, let's talk about the legislative framework of electronic signatures. You might remember from episode 386 that the legislative framework is one of the elements of a system of agreement. So today, let's look at what you can sign electronically and what you can't. How does this differ from state to state? Now, in this interview with Jennifer Lochlan and Marcus Henner of DocuSign, you will hear the acronym ETA quite a lot. And when you Google ETA, there is a confusing list of different terms that all abbreviate to ETA. Estimated time of arrival, electronic transfer account, equity transfer agreement, electronic transfer agreement, electronic travel authority, and so on. All abbreviating to ETA. But in this interview... ETA means Electronic Transactions Act 1999. This Electronic Transaction Act plays a big role in your accounting practice, even though you most likely have never heard of it. This act says that you can electronically sign any document anywhere in Australia unless there's a specific federal or state law that says you can't. So... If there was just the ETA and nothing else, life would be so easy. But I'm jumping ahead. Let's go through this systematically. So here are Jennifer Loughlin and Marcus Henner of DocuSign in Australia, walking you through the legislative framework for electronic signatures, first at federal level and then for each of the states and territories in Australia. a system of agreement. One of the parts of this system is the legal framework. So today I really would like to look deep into the legal framework because that is very confusing. There is federal law, then there are eight different state laws and it feels a bit like a dog's breakfast. So it would be wonderful to look more into them. Should we start with the federal law? Because that applies to all of Australia. Number one, federal law. Federal law, it's basically just the Corporations Act or are there other federal laws? I I can imagine there would actually be a lot of federal laws that apply to all of Australia and that have some allowance of electronic signatures. It's probably not just the Corporations Act, correct?
1: I guess the primary legislation governing electronic signatures in Australia is the Electronic Transactions Act. Or the ETA. The ETA is a federal act. It's also been enacted in each state. There's some minor differences, but it's, it's very similar across each state. So it is essentially both a federal and a state based law that applies in addition. As you mentioned, the corporations act applies federally. And then, of course, you know, you have other acts that may touch on elements of electronic sign-in. For example, the IOS Act, um, the Income Tax Act, things like that, which might cover specific scenarios of electronic sign-in. But the ETA is kind of the overarching legislation that primarily addresses electronic sign-in.
2: I'm really happy to hear that we have the ETA, so the Electronic Transactions Act. Why don't we just make that applying to everything and then we don't have to worry about each different state? we just say the ETA applies to everything that you can sign and we just have one law and we just need to know one set of rules and we don't worry about this. Why is it not harmonized in terms of that everything is basically governed by the ETA?
0: It's a good question and something that we'd definitely like to see. There's obviously a lot of confusion over the differences in the different laws. So When I think about it, I think of the federal one and applying more to the Corporations Act and companies signing under the Corporations Act. When we think about individual signing, I think of more state-based law. That's in a layman's term how I generally attack it. And you're right, each of the states have different laws. So when we're talking about companies signing under the federal law, it's consistent across all states. And so that gives us a uniform treatment for companies signing under the Corporations Act. When we get down to the individual's signing, we have to worry about the different jurisdictions. And that's where it gets a little bit confusing. And we'd love to see more harmonization around that state law. But there are different, even though we have the overarching ETA, there are certain acts, like we talked about the oaths and affidavits and the wills and the power of attorney, the stat deck, all of those have different acts that, regulate them.
2: If I try to be clever, I would say that it's always individuals who sign. Even when you have a company, it's not the company who signs, it's individuals who sign. But of course, you mean individuals who are signing on behalf of a company that is covered by federal law. And when individuals sign on their own behalf or on behalf of other individuals, then you have state law. And I assume that trust and partnerships then also fall under state law. So it's really just companies who fall under federal law, correct?
1: Primarily, uh, yeah. So corporations are regulated federally. So whenever a a corporation's entering into an agreement, that's regulated by um, the Corporations Act, which is federal. Whereas, as Jen mentioned, a lot of agreements that might be entered into by individuals are generally governed by various state laws.
2: So does the ETA have any bite? Because it seems to come down to the Corporations Act for companies and then state law for everything else. Does the ETA have any role to play in this?
1: So the ETA it is state-based law as well as federal law. So it, it does apply to all states i think it has a very important role to play it was the first kind of legislation that came in that said if you're signing something electronically it'll have the same weight and enforceability as a wet signature unless an exception applies so it set kind of that round work or that kind of starting point of just because something's signed electronically it's not necessarily invalidated that was i think hugely important you know 20 years ago or so when it was enacted because that was very early days of electronic sign-in. It was a a fairly new way to sign in a new technology um, at the time. And until the ETA came in, there wasn't really anywhere to look to see, like, is it actually enforceable or not? Um, Other than, you know, perhaps case law that commented on what do you need to make an agreement in a general sense? So I think it was a very important piece of legislation. Uh, It didn't change much for 20 years. So it definitely left a lot to be desired in terms of specific use cases of electronic signatures, because by its nature, and I think on purpose, it was very broad and general. The Electronic Transactions Act in certain states have been updated or amended. In other states, it hasn't. So that's now you're seeing this divergence. And I think some kind of federal framework around electronic signing is very much needed at the moment. And that's kind of where we're looking at the moment or where we're hoping things might go, because... As Jen mentioned, certain states are, let's say, a little further ahead in terms of their legislation around electronic signing than other states.
2: So the Electronic Transactions Act is like an umbrella that covers all of Australia. And then the state law basically says, yes, the ETA applies except ABC and then that's where you have the differences between the different states in this, except ABC, correct?
0: I think that's a great distinction because the majority of agreements and contracts could already be signed under the ETA, and that these other laws only deal with certain exceptions. And that's where deeds is one of the big exceptions that used to be in place, and now they've been addressed more recently with reform to now allow deeds mm-hmm. in in certain states. But I think that's a great way of looking at it. Majority of Contracts and agreements are covered under the ETA more broadly, and then the exceptions are dealt with in these these other laws.
1: The ETA in a way says electronic signing is fine unless something else says it's not. And often that something else may be a state-based law, which may only exist in a certain state. So that's where sometimes you have these differences in terms of when electronic signing is permitted and when it's not.
2: So let's go through the different states now. And we basically just have to look at the exceptions. Because if it's not an exception, it means electronic signing is allowed and legally valid. And so we only need to look at where it's not allowed and legally valid, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's essentially right. I mean, generally an agreement can be signed electronically. That's, I'd say, the starting point. And then the next step is unless something else says it can't. And that could be a particular type of legislation. It could be an organisation or a regulator that says our documents need to be done in wet ink. Asics an example of an organization that have just stuck to their older processes and said, no, you need to post physical documents or at least certain physical documents. So that's where it does get complex because depending on who the parties are, what the industry is and the framework of the agreement, there can be various scenarios where perhaps you do need a physical document. But they're becoming more and more rare. And I think a lot of businesses are becoming more comfortable with this idea that, yes, you can electronically sign most agreements, except for these days, quite rare exceptions.
2: So that means we have a lot more to look at. So we have the eight states and territories to look at for exceptions. But then in theory, you could also have ESIC, you could have ATO, you could have custom border controls, you could have any ministry or any legislation or any body that issues legislation or the admin of legislation. You basically could have exceptions coming from anywhere. So that actually makes it very
0: confusing again, correct? It does. and, And when people ask us for a blanket Can I do this or that? The answer is usually it depends because it depends on who's signing it, what they're signing, in what jurisdiction. And often these documents have a few variations as well, right? And when you're talking about who's signing it, are are they signing it under power of attorney? Are they a director? Are they, you know, so saying, can I sign a lease? Well, it depends. Is it a government lease? Is it a residential lease? Is it a commercial lease? who's signing that lease, what jurisdiction are they in? So it's kind of hard to break that down because it depends on those variations, right?
2: That makes it a lot more confusing than I thought. I thought we just had federal law and then the eight state laws to contend with, but it actually can come from anywhere. It can come from left center and you didn't see it coming. So that's that's unfortunate. That's less straightforward than I hoped it would be. But even Admitting that there is more confusion, do you mind if we go through the different states and territories now and at least try to understand where those have exceptions?
0: Sure. And we're not necessarily going to have all the answers, but we can sort of try to give some, some blanket similarities. And an area like that that's been dealt with a lot lately, so since COVID, is around deeds. So deeds, statutory declarations, some states have been dealing with oaths, affidavits, power of attorneys and wills, and we can give you a little, little bit of information on that. But again, you are required. This isn't advice. You need to get your own advice for each document because it depends on who's signing in the individual scenarios. It's kind of like financial advice. You can't, can't give it without knowing the the situation around that individual document, if that makes sense.
2: Yes, now that makes perfect sense. Let's start with New South Wales and Victoria. I have the impression that New South Wales and Victoria are actually the most advanced in this. They seem to have the least exclusions. Is
0: that right? Yeah, I would I would actually put Victoria at the head of the games. Number two, Victoria. They brought in their amendments to their legislation the earliest. So temporary provisions were, were put in place in both states, but Victoria actually went ahead and they don't need witnessing for deeds, which is easier to to execute. So they back in I think March 2021, they amended a number of acts, including the ETA, which said you can it explicitly said you can sign create and sign deeds electronically. It also said anything that requires witnessing can be done by audiovisual link. And then they went through and also added, oaths, David's power of attorney, even the Wills Act and the Bails Act, they were all amended to allow for electronic signing. They have certain provisions around special witnesses and things like that for, for certain scenarios, and I won't get into that level of detail. The major change was the ETA allowing deeds to be signed without a witness.
2: Is the fact that Victoria is ahead of the curve. Do you think that has to do with the extensive lockdowns? You know, Victoria was the hardest hit by COVID. All of Australia was hit, but I think Victoria was by far the hardest hit. Hence that's why they are ahead of the curve. Do you think so?
0: Perhaps. I, I think they're they're just fairly progressive on that on that front. Number three, New South Wales. In New South Wales, the difference is electronic signing of deeds was always allowed. But there was a a loophole in that, in that the deeds needed to be witnessed. And pre-COVID, you couldn't witness electronically. So what they did is, through COVID, is they made an amendment to allow for witnessing to be done via audiovisual link. And so that really opened it up for our customers. We've got a lot of lenders that use DocuSign. And so they were able to get their deeds signed electronically using audiovisual link. You know, I guess they already had the legislation saying that deeds could be done. It was just an oversight that they couldn't do the witnessing uh, part of that. So it would be nice to see them harmonize and have the same treatment of deeds. That would be ideal. And considering we're now seeing the Corporations Act not requiring... Uh, witnesses for deeds as well. You know, it seems to be the, the going trend. So maybe they can get on board with that as well. And Queensland also doesn't require a witness for deeds. And under the consultation for Western Australia, they're talking about not having a requirement for witnessing there as well. But of course, that hasn't been passed yet. Okay, good. Perfect. So then let's
2: go to Queensland. Now, before we talk about Queensland, Western Australia, ACT and Tasmania, Here's a quick word from our sponsor, DocuSign.
3: Oh, it's coming. That time of year where stress levels go up by 15 to 20%. Yep, tax time. And when stress is up, mistakes happen. But I'm not here to talk about my screw-ups because this year I've gone digital with DocuSign. Now there's no snail mail paperwork, invoices are getting done faster. So when it comes to tax time, I can just be an accountant and not some paper chaser. Sign up for your free trial at DocuSign.com.au. Number four. Next time, DocuSign. You already
2: mentioned Queensland. So Queensland is okay, excluding powers of attorney,
0: correct? My understanding is that it's wills that it's excluding, that they didn't go ahead with wills. They removed that from their amendments. So they said they will deal with wills separately. Marcus, do you know about power of attorney in Queensland?
1: Yeah, certain types can't be signed electronically, and I can't remember exactly which ones because I don't do much in terms of powers of attorney in Queensland, but it may be enduring powers of attorney, but uh, there's a type of power of attorney documents that can't be signed electronically, and there's types that can be signed electronically in Queensland at the moment. I would get advice if you were looking at signed anything electronically in terms of a power of attorney type document in Queensland, but New South Wales and Victoria are okay on that front.
2: So in New South Wales and Victoria... For wills and power of attorney in New South Wales and Victoria, you need to have it witnessed, but you can have it witnessed through an audiovisual link. Is that correct? That's my understanding.
1: Definitely Victoria, wills do need to be witnessed because they're they're governed by separate legislation to. Oh, it's coming. That time of
3: year where stress levels go up by 15 to 20%. It can. Yep, yep. tax time. And when stress acts. is up, mistakes so happen. But I'm not here time? to talk about my so screw ups because PTA this year I've Victoria, gone digital with well DocuSign. As well as the now, there's the docusign. now there's no snail mail paperwork, invoices act, are getting done faster. So when it comes to tax time, I can just be an accountant and not some paper chaser. Sign up for your free trial. At docuSign.com.au. Next time, DocuSign is a
0: special witness, but that can be done by audiovisual link. And special witness, you mean
2: somebody who is not related or defined as a legal practitioner or a justice of the peace? And now coming back to Queensland, in Queensland, you can electronically sign some wills or power of attorneys, but you need an audiovisual link to witness. Correct.
0: Yes, so I opened up my notes, and their permanent bill passed in November 2021, and it amended the Property Act, which covers deeds, their Oaths and F. Davids Act, and their Power of Attorney Act, and it outlines the rules with regards to witnessing using audiovisual link and where those special witnesses are required, but again, deeds can be electronic signed and do not require a witness in Queensland.
2: And when we say deeds, I always sort of trust deeds.
0: Do you mean something else than with deeds? There's lots of different forms of deeds. So we use deeds often for loans as well. By a house, there's a deed to your house?
1: Deeds are essentially, they're quite broad, but uh, a more formal type of agreement. Difference being that you don't need consideration in a deed, whereas you do doing an agreement. So it can be used for a broad range of documents or agreements, so to speak.
2: So that's good. So when we were talking about deeds, it's not just trust deeds, but it's any contract basically that includes consideration or no consideration.
1: And essentially, it's anything that calls itself a deed. So yeah, the, the deed doesn't require consideration. So often it'll be used if there's kind of a unilateral passing of um, a benefit or a right. Or They're also just used formally, you know, as practice, as best practice by a lot of lawyers, when often an, an agreement could probably be used in place of it.
0: And for Queensland, I've just seen in my notes that it also shows that power, general power of attorneys can be in the form of an electronic document and electronically signed. That means it's a lot more straightforward than we first thought. Yeah. And oaths and affidavits require a special witness in Queensland. And then the wills weren't included as part of that amendment that they were going to tackle that separately.
2: And this concept of special witness, unique to Queensland or doesn't New South Wales and Victoria have that as well for certain legal documents?
0: No, the the others have that as well. So like for Victoria, I, I mentioned before that the Wills Act requires... It's a special witness, and that special witness is a legal practitioner or a a um. What did I say before? Legal practitioner or justice? Well, justice. In the case. Yeah. 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 Good. Yes. You you said that. Apologies.
2: I'm a bit slow in the uptake. So that was Queensland. So now we come to Western Australia. Yes. Number five, Western Australia. And there it is very strange. So it gets worse as we go down the list in Western Australia I understand you can't electronically sign a document but you can have it electronically witnessed
0: well i know that there's a lot of amendment happening right now we've been lobbying for for some change there and they're very receptive they've been through we're now on the second round of consultation so this is due to to change where they'll include deeds and mortgages and and the understanding is that it won't require a witness so it'll be more similar to what victoria has passed
1: sorry i, I think at the moment um there is still temporary legislation in place in wa that does a lot allow allows, uh, witnessing by audio virtual link but not uh, electronic signing of deeds at least i think that's right i I'll, would I'll, I'll double check but um
0: So maybe you can do the signing of the deed with somebody witnessing via audiovisual link, but you can't actually, you still have to sign the deed in wet pen, but you can have the witness do it over via audiovisual link and sign in counterpart.
2: Yeah, but that defeats the purpose a little bit. You know, if you have, because in wet ink, it means you you need to have it in paper form, then you would have to scan it back in and then you would have to set the signature fields and it's yes. electronically witnessed, so kind of defeating the purpose. But there's hope on the horizon. There's a high chance that legislation in WA has already changed or is about to change. And then all this gets a lot more straightforward and more similar to New South Wales and Victoria, correct? Correct. And then ACT? Number six, Australian Capital Territory. And then also seven and eight, Tasmania and Northern Territory. No to execution, so no electronically signing again, but yes to witnessing. Affidavits, wills and powers of attorney can have an audio-visual link witnessing, correct?
1: That's my understanding, yes.
2: So it's the same bizarre setup that the actual document needs a wet signature, but then you can have an electronic witnessing, which is just, yeah, I find that completely silly. Either say yes to both or... No to both. You know, there's not so much point I find in having a wet signature on the document, but then an electronic witnessing. Or am I, you know, do you see this differently?
1: I think you're spot on. Um, I think it was temporary legislation brought in because of COVID for fairly particular use cases. Practically, unless you allow electronic signing of the document or a deed, in this case, sorry, then the you know, uh, you're not likely to have it witnessed uh, virtually. So, yeah, I think hopefully WA is on the path, ACT, yeah, we, we would hope is not too far behind, but we'll wait and see. Um, but in taking those steps, to have a more comprehensive electronic sign-in framework.
0: I think yes. the, in, the intent around audiovisual witnessing was to accommodate lockdown, so to be able to allow you to sign your document in the safety of your home with a witness elsewhere, So I think that was the original intent. The remaining states all, you know, still have some change to go. And we're really hoping that with Victoria and New South Wales and Queensland leading the way that, you know, Western Australia and South Australia are on their way. And then the the rest would hopefully fall under a, a similar reform. We'd love to see... Harmonisation led a little bit more from the uh, the treasurers getting on the same page across the the various states, but we're hopeful that that's all on its way and and in due time.
2: You mentioned South Australia because I have South Australia in the last pot. So Tasmania, South Australia, and Northern Territory are all a clear no. But you just mentioned South Australia being more like WA.
0: Well, just in terms of the reform, we work with a lot of lenders. So on the mortgage front, South Australia actually does accept um, the mortgages to be electronically uh, signed. So that's not as much of an issue, but the deed is still an issue. But South Australia, similar to Western Australia, has already started the motions around reforming. So there are a few steps behind Western Australia, but I believe they will start that journey sooner rather than later. Is my understanding.
2: I find it a nightmare, and I, I find it such a waste of taxpayers' monies because the um, amendment of legislation in each of these states, you will have at least a dozen people spending time on this, etc. I find it such a waste of time. I, I think we should have gone federal on this straight away. But that's just my little five cents uh, worth to this topic
0: well there's a consultation happening right now in fact it's due today which is federal and it's modernizing business communications and they're asking the questions around just this type of thing you know what would make life easier or business easier in terms of what needs to change so we've obviously entered a submission that that gives our point of view on that but hopefully others have as well
2: I think for tax agents and lawyers, unless you put a lot of effort into it to understand this, it's basically a dark tunnel. You know, I have spoken with you about this now, and I still feel very insecure when it comes to saying, yes, you can sign electronically this or that document, or no, you don't. And I can imagine many tax agents and lawyers feel like that.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a a bit of that. But I guess um, if anyone's signing a document that's, you know, say a will or a power of attorney, an affidavit. There's a very specific, very kind of at times complex documents. So you know, if you're not, you should be talking to a lawyer as you're getting these documents signed, if not having it prepared by a lawyer. And for example, if you're getting a will signed, you'll be dealing with a, a lawyer that specializes in estates and wills. So they should know off the top of their head the laws around electronic signing of wills. So if you're having a property document signed, You'd be going to a property lawyer, and again, they should know within at least their area or their industry which documents can and cannot be electronically signed. It can be complex at times, but generally, uh, the way I kind of think of it is, is it an agreement a, you know, and it's not within, say, a heavily regulated area? 95% of the time, if not more, it's okay to sign electronically. Of course, taking into account, you know, there may be individual circumstances which um, which differs if it's a deed, that is an area that's more complex now. But again, if, if you're in Victoria or New South Wales or Queensland, it's okay. The other states, you know, you should be doing your research before signing any deed electronically. And then again, particular industries, they can differ, but say the APRA regulations apply to financial institutions. So they would be very familiar with those regulations, say a bank and what you can and cannot sign electronically, and if there's anything in their particular legislation which might give you know, them pause before signing electronically. So it, it sounds like a nightmare, but often these legislations which may provide an exception to the general rule that documents are fine to sign electronically, it, It's you're gonna be in that industry and you're probably gonna be familiar with the specific legislation that applies. Whereas a lay person doesn't need to generally be familiar with say the Wills Act, you know, the Property Land Acts, um, with the Income Tax Act, with APRA regulations. um, And, you know, if they venture into those spaces, there are lawyers or, you know, others who specialize in that area who, who would know those facts.
2: So basically, if you look at the work of accountants and tax agents... Basically, anything can get electronically signed. Any kind of standard usual documents we work with can be electronically signed, except put power of attorney, will and affidavits aside and let a lawyer take care of that. So put power of attorney, will and affidavits assigned. Everything else you can electronically sign as long as New South Wales, Victoria or Queensland applies. In Tasmania, Northern Territory, it's still a strict no to electronic signing. And Western Australia, ACT and South Australia are working on moving towards a general yes, unless it's a power of attorney, will or affidavit.
0: So no, that's not quite right. When we were talking about those various states like Western Australia, South Australia, ACT, NT and Tas, that was largely around those deed scenarios, so those exceptions as well they all have ETAs, they all accept electronic signatures for general agreements and contracts. Is that correct, Marcus?
1: That's right. So I guess it's just, again, having that difference between agreements, which is, say, the, just the majority of documents where you're entering into and signing away with deeds, which are more formal documents um, used in specific scenarios. So the, the rules around signing deeds does currently differ state to state. Whereas the rules around agreements are fairly uniform, is a kind of blanket term.
2: So, for electronic signatures, you start with the Electronic Transactions Act, the ETA. That is federal law, and hence it applies to anything governed by federal law. The ETA says that everything can be signed electronically unless specific legislation says Something different. The three federal legislations we usually deal with as tax agents, the two Income Tax Assessment Acts and the Corporations Act, those three all allow electronic signing. So most documents in our firms can get signed electronically. For example, engagement letters, no problem, all good under the ETA. Anything to do with companies, all good under the Corporations Act 2001. Anything to do with our tax or tax administration, be it tax returns, BES, IAS, all good under the Income Tax Assessment Act, you know, both ninety-seven and thirty-six, and also all good under the Tax Administration Act, 1953. So the federal law documents we usually work with are all good or can get electronically signed. But now we come to documents governed by state law, and that's where the confusion starts because the states all run their own show. Of course, we already know that. Think back to the foreign beneficiary rules for trust or land tax or stamp duty. So this is no different. Every state does this in a slightly different way. The confusion is not just around what can and can't be signed electronically, when and by whom, but also around what needs a witness or not. And thirdly, what needs a special witness or not. So, looking at the documents we mainly work with under state law, there are trust deeds, power of attorneys, statutory declarations, wills, and affidavits. These are usually the five documents we work with mainly. Of course, the most important of all is the trust deeds. The other ones are a lot less common. We see them a lot less often, but of course, trust deeds we deal with all the time. These are governed by state law. And hence, for those five, but especially for trust deeds, For those five, it gets really confusing because each state law says something different. In Victoria and New South Wales, you can create and electronically sign all five documents. So trust deeds, power of attorneys, statutory declarations, wills and affidavits. You can sign them all electronically in Victoria and New South Wales. And if a document requires witnessing or a special witness, then you can do that through an audiovisual link in Victoria as well as New South Wales. Pre-COVID, New South Wales had forgotten the witnessing. I'm not sure how that happened, but anyway, they forgot that. So before COVID, to witness something in New South Wales, you still needed a wet signature, which of course made no sense at all. If you signed electronically, then witnessing with a wet signature was counterproductive, but they have fixed that now. So both Victorian New South Wales now allow witnessing through an audio visual link. What documents require a witness and what requires a special witness? That is a different kettle of fish. There are still some differences. I got really confused. So let's put that into the two hard basket for now and rely on lawyers when you have the question. For most documents in Queensland, so now talking about Queensland, in Queensland, it's mainly the same as it is in Victoria and New South Wales. But there are exceptions. And two of those exceptions are wills and power of attorneys now just a small comment on the side just a quick little story as you know queensland doesn't charge stamp duty on trust deeds while new south wales for example does i think it's 500 so when we as accountants set up a new trust for a client we often put the place of settlement into queensland to avoid this stamp duty not all of us some of us prefer to still have the settlement in new south wales but some of us go to queensland but for that To have the location, the place of settlement in Queensland, the deed must be signed in Queensland. And you can already see the problem. What if the client and the settler are not in Queensland? And so here's a solution I've seen, which I thought was quite clever. But don't quote me in case this is not 100% watertight. But the common solution, as far as I can see, is that the client outside of Queensland wet signs a power of Attorney, no witnessing required and the client just keeps the original and then the client emails a copy you know scans and then emails a copy of this power of attorney to the document provider in Queensland and then the document provider sets up and settles the trust under this power of attorney and then voila place of settlement is Queensland and there's no backwards and forwards for the signing of the power of attorney or trust deed. And when the client receives the wet signed trust deed from the provider, they just attach the original wet signed power of attorney to the deed and all is sorted. I thought that was quite a clever way of doing it, of having everything wet signed, but actually no documents being sent backwards and forwards. So what I just want to show you with this little example is. That you kind of have to model your way through and get advice along the way of what is the best way of doing it because rules are changing a lot at the moment, especially when it comes to the rest of Australia. So Western Australia, ACT, Northern Territory, South Australia and Tasmania all up in the air at the moment and about to change. So, hopefully, this time next year, we can talk about electronic signatures in exactly 15 seconds, where we just say that all eight states and territories are exactly the same, and you can electronically sign everything. And yes, these specific documents need witnessing, but you can witness through an audiovisual link anywhere in Australia. And yes, these other documents need a special witness, but you can also do that through an audiovisual link anywhere in Australia, wherever you are. And all this is the same wherever you are in Australia. And that took exactly, let me check, I think it took exactly 15 seconds. That's how it hopefully will be next year. Let's hope. So now, this was the legislative framework. Not as clear cut as I had hoped, but we are getting closer. Now, we need to do one more episode about electronic signatures and discuss a few more questions. There are still a few more questions that we haven't got an answer to. For example, if you have people in different states, which state law applies? And there are quite a few other questions along these lines that Jennifer Loughlin and Marcus Henner of DocuSign will discuss with you next week. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to DocuSign for their support. Bye for now and see you on the next episode.